Adam, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast, our last recording, day two at the Seamless Conference here in Dubai and another industry. We are talking about the pharma, uh, pharmaceutical industry today, how to deliver uh, medicine to, uh, to, uh, to your customers. Can you please introduce yourself a bit and then talk about your business? So, hi, thanks for having me on. So, I'm Adam Dockrat. I'm the head of IT for Asta Pharmacy and Asta Retail here in the Middle East. Um, so, we have around 250 uh, pharmacy and optical stores here in the UAE, uh, another 10 in Jordan, and we're busy with our expansion plans into Saudi Arabia as well. So, um, can you tell us a bit about the mar the market structure here? So, in 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 Europe, it's pretty known that pharmacies are very close to like the uh, to clinics to uh, to doctors, and there's like a direct relation, and like a doctor would send like the patients to. Okay, here's like the prescription. You can get your medicine uh, in the first floor at pharmacy X Y Z. How is it working here? So I think in some ways it's very similar. So we have around half of our pharmacies are what we call clinic-attached pharmacies, where we have the pharmacy directly below the clinic. So when the doctor prescribes medication, we have integration set up to actually allow the prescription to flow from the clinic directly into the pharmacy. Um, because I think different to Germany and the UK, um, the vast majority of people here are covered under insurance. So that means that predominantly not, are not covered or no, co are covered are covered so that means that whenever a prescription comes in it has to go through to the insurance company for approval first before the medicines can be dispensed and the customer makes a co-payment or whatever payment they have to make um, for this so that's about half of our pharmacies and the other half of our pharmacies are what we refer to as standalone pharmacies and they're mostly focused on health and wellness as opposed to medicine while they still have a large medicine component we're generally focusing and, and that's the sort of the direction that we're going in as a business is moving towards a health and wellness journey and really changing the mindset of customers to move them from illness to wellness. How, how does this work? So it's kind of a wellness center. I get like a spa treatment over there <laughs> and then I get some nutrition tips. And if, if I have a cold, I might buy some uh, some pharma products. Yeah, so I think, um, you know, every customer on their journey, you know, would obviously get sick and would need medicine and, and uh, pharmaceutical products. But what we're, what we're really doing at Asta specifically is we're looking at ways they can keep that active lifestyle and they can keep that healthy lifestyle. So whether that's through supplements, whether that's through awareness, and whether that's through just generally uh, ingesting um, products that will just help you on your day-to-day -day life. So whether you're a man um, over the age of 40, for example, we've got products recommended you know, to keep you healthy, to avoid you from going into uh, the doctors and the clinics on a regular basis. For women who are pregnant, for example, we have a range of supplements and products to support them on their wellness journey, ultimately to prevent them from going to clinics and uh, hospitals and to keep them healthy you know, at all times. And and um, what what is the share between uh, prescription medicine and over the counter medicine here in the region? So um, most medicine is uh, what we call is prescription medicine. Um, again, because everyone's insured, um, but around twenty to thirty percent of that medicine is controlled or semi-controlled medication, which means it can only be dispensed with a doctor's prescription. So your things like your antibiotics, your strong painkillers, anything which is deemed as an addictive substance um, is generally considered a control medicine where we're only allowed to give it with a doctor's prescription. And especially in Dubai, it's highly regulated because the doctor themselves actually 
uh, doesn't give a paper or a handwritten prescription. They upload the prescription directly to the Dubai Health Authority portal, and we will download the prescription from the Health Authority portal. And that ensures that it's only given once to the customer. Ah, okay. Those uh, there's less less scam potential in this. Uh, yeah, in a this lot ad- less scam potential, a lot less chance that customers become addicted to painkillers and how, so on. How would you dis- how would you compare the quality of the healthcare system here versus like the NHS in in in, in UK or like the German healthcare system? Yeah, so I think the UAE is is predominantly a private sector um, health uh, health environment. Yeah. Um, again, everyone who lives and works in Dubai is covered under health insurance, so. For us specifically, and, and Asta, whilst I work for the pharmacy division, Asta has clinics and hospitals as well. So we have about 56 uh, clinics. We have a number of hospitals here in the UAE, as well as our partner brand called Medcare. Um, and I think really the healthcare is superior in the sense that firstly, the quality of care you're getting is is excellent because you're bringing in doctors, professionals and services from all around the world. You're able to deliver services that are in addition to um, the traditional services. So for example, we have a brand called Wealth and Wealth is uh, is actually done in conjunction with uh, Deepak Chopra. And we're looking at um, Ayurvedic practices and infrared practices and, you know, really sort of next level um, medicine and, and, you know, alternative medicine treatment. Um, but I was actually talking to a colleague of mine the other day, and one of the differences is the speed in which you're seen compared to like the NHS in the UK. Um, I remember being young in the UK, breaking my wrist, and 13 hours later, I was out of the hospital with a cast on. And a colleague of mine's daughter had the same accident, and within 90 minutes, she was seen, x-rayed, and the cast had put on, and she was out. Here, uh, and was he in Dubai? Here, here in Dubai, yeah. Most of the time... People rarely even book appointments uh, unless it's for a specific um, a specific surgeon or a specific specialist because to see a GP, you can pretty much walk into any clinic in Dubai and be seen within 15 to 20 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Re- really good. And can you can you share a bit like also what's going on in the online part of your business? I guess like people try to buy, like, I don't know, if they have a flu or something, uh, they need like need like a certain spray they start like searching online or they go to kareem and like ask somebody to, to buy something or they go to insta shops or can you describe what's going on in the online world here for for medical products yeah so in in the online world we're, we're very omni-channel so you know whilst we have a large brick and mortar presence you know we're recognizing and adopting as much as we can of the online presence and for us online isn't and i know you talked about the website and the app and the kareem but You know, we like to take it even further than that. So from a services perspective, one of our mantras is to allow the customer to interact in the best way that he feels comfortable with. So whether that's in a pharmacy, whether that's via our call center. So we have a dedicated call center allowing customers to call and arrange home delivery of their products. We have WhatsApp. So you can WhatsApp us with your medicines. We have an app. Uh, which is a fully integrated app within all of our hospitals and clinics. We have the the website, and obviously we have tie-ups with all the different aggregators. So we're really trying to touch the customer at every point, wherever they feel comfortable. And what is the online share then of your business? My understanding is so, as you described, like the the retail brick and mortar experience, it must be like still ninety five percent whatever. Yeah, so I think we're still seeing quite a large um, presence from the online, uh, from the offline. So the offline still, like you said, you know, consumes around 90, 95% of our total revenue, but it's it's growing. 
Um, and we're seeing that number move and move towards online, you know, pretty much on a daily basis as customers are now starting to adopt. I, I think the biggest problem is that because customers still, uh, a large portion of our business, a 70% of our business is still medicines, right? And predominantly, like I said earlier, medicines are covered by insurance only when they are accompanied by a prescription from a doctor. So because of that, they happen after a clinic visit. Um, and, you know, if you're visiting a clinic, you're, you're more than likely to just walk downstairs and pick up the medicine while you're there rather than going on an app or waiting for a home delivery to happen. Got it, got it. But um, here in Dubai, I, I, I experience a, a super crazy level of um, convenience services. So yeah. I I even assume that like in Kareem, I could order a doctor to my home for, for whatever because I don't want to go to a doctor because I feel, I feel ill. I don't want to get in a yeah. car, whatever. And he would come, he would come home. So is there similar things already happening here yeah so we have um so we have a number of things we have um 800 asta which is our asta doctor at home which the doctor will come out to your home for emergency services or even to take blood tests so i recently did a full blood test with asta and the nurse came to my house to withdraw all the blood so i didn't have to go into the clinic um we have video consultation services available through our my asta platform we have uh teleconsultation over the phone so medcare who's our sister brand uh, they offering um, uh, telephone teleconsultations as well and it's seamlessly integrated so you'll have the teleconsultation the prescription will flow to the pharmacy the pharmacy will process the insurance and arrange for the home delivery all done throughout the app or throughout the telephone conversation and is this growing this part of the business Because it, it, it seems rather new, right? Like 10 years ago, there was no telephone, WhatsApp conversation. So how many people are working in this new areas? So I think it's it's growing on a on a daily basis. So we, we launched about nine months ago um, with a real enterprise-level platform. Um, and it's definitely growing. And, I, and we're driving a lot and, and we're putting a lot of money and time behind actually driving that side of the business. I still think it's going to take time for consumers to adopt to it. I still think there's a natural you know, want of a lot of people to sort of want to go to the doctor. Obviously, what we what we always find in any society is that the older generation are always the one who, who need to visit the doctor on a more regular basis. And the older generation, obviously, are the less tech savvy. So you're over 50s. Um, but, it's, but it's changing. And I think the younger generation are slowly adopting more. Insurance companies are adopting more to teleconsultation visits as well, because they're realizing the, um, the, quickness and easiness plus it's allowing customers to where customers previously wouldn't even come to us so a lot of times chronic customers would take a long time to be able to come to us because they wouldn't have the time to visit a doctor take time to travel wait in the clinic i think now as they're getting more and more aware of the services they're able to fit a video consult or a teleconsult into their daily lives and they're able to um, you know, do it on on demand whenever they're available, whether it's eight, nine o'clock at night or whether it's first thing in the morning before they go to work. I, I had once uh, in the German-speaking podcast, I'd, I'd once the CEO of Asclepios, like a big clinic in, in, in Germany, as a guest, and he said, obviously, from a clinic, clinic perspective, uh, uh, um, and I understand Asta is also running clinics, it, 
there is no really a marketing competence uh, around. Obviously, you, it's, so if there's like an emergency, people will be brought like to the closest clinic. Uh, you cannot um, you cannot do like um, you can do marketing about like selective uh, operations because you maybe you're the best like in replacing hips or joints or or whatever. And but this is really much has really much to do with uh, with this, with uh, with the um, insurance setup in Germany. How clinics are getting um, are, are getting paid? Is marketing actually a discipline here in the medical world? Do you have clinics like a marketing department? Has had Asta a marketing department because? You explained that most of the customers are coming anyway because uh, they just visit the, the doctor. There's no need for marketing. Yeah, so um, from the I, no, we have a huge marketing team. Um, and I think marketing runs on two sides. And I think clinics themselves, from a marketing perspective, you know, there's so much choice here in the UAE. You know, there are so many clinics, there are so many pharmacies. So whilst the need from the customer is there, how do you get them into your premises over somewhere else? Um, as you said, convenience is really important for customers. So they want to be able to visit you. They want to be able to interact with you as easy and simply as possible. So we do have marketing teams who who market to drive customers and acquire them. But we also want to market the other services we have available. So a customer might be coming in for one specific need, but might not be aware of you know all of the different um, services that we have to offer. They might not know that we have dental, for example. They might not know we have optical. So that's where the marketing team uh, you know really comes in. But but how does it work marketing wise? Is do you like do out of home media doing advertisement or saying whenever you feel ill, Asta is your choice? Okay, that's not good marketing idea, <laughs> but like whatever. Yeah, so no, no, we advertise. You know, from a pharmacy side, obviously we advertise a lot online. We promote our products and in the newspapers. Um, a lot of our population is from the Asian subcontinent. So a lot of the people who visit Asta, because we're an, uh, an Indian company, um, tend to be also be from the Asian subcontinent as well. So for them, uh, radio actually has proven to be our biggest um, way of communicating with all of them. R radio like... UKW radio, like you can put in a car? Yeah, like you can put in the car, yeah. So we we run radio adverts. So a lot of, you'd be very surprised in this region, there's a lot of people who regularly listen to the breakfast radio station every single morning. They listen to radio on a regular basis. Uh, I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'm very much, I listen to podcasts in the car normally. But, uh, but you have a lot of people who, you know, really enjoy sitting every morning, listening to guys like Chris Fade on the radio, listening to the breakfast show, the Charger show. Um, and through that is where we do a lot of our advertisements no, to customers. Radio, I'm surprised because usually radio, if it's like um, sent via like um, uh, the standard radio frequencies, you only have like um, national radio. Yeah, but you have so many different like nationalities here in Dubai. I would, yeah. I have a hard time to to imagine that there might be like one or two like radio stations that are like super popular. But that's what you're describing. Or do they listen to? local radio stations from India or UK, but via the internet? No, no. Uh, it's actually radio stations locally here in the UAE. So there's a, uh, there's actually quite a few local radio stations. There's some which are sort of uh, like Virgin Radio, for example, is a huge radio yeah. station here in, here in Dubai. Um, and, you know, if you ask anyone in Dubai who Chris Fade is, I think everyone in Dubai will know who he is. Um, 
And, you know, in, in all seriousness, there's, there's a lot locally. People enjoy listening to them. It's very local content. So a lot of the news, a lot of the stuff they're talking about, a lot of the guests they have on there are from Dubai, Abu Dhabi and the region and are promoting services and offerings that are available here in the region and, and is applicable to them. Nice, nice. Tell us more about like your e-commerce infrastructure and like st st strategy. So is it more built around the uh, the brick and mortar um, assets about the real estate store? So you're picking from store or it's like, do you already have like a central warehouse where you're sent medicine from? Yeah, so from a, um, so we have two, two sides to the uh, online space. The RX side, which is the prescription side where customers would upload their prescription, is generally handled and pushed directly to, to the relevant pharmacy to deliver because we're bound by medical requirements um, and the, the medical um, uh, authorities to only dispense medicines out of specific pharmacies which are close to the customer. And, and our, you're not allowed to, that's like a big discussion in Europe and in Germany, especially you're not allowed to bring um, RX or prescription pharmacy to the customer directly, like uh, at no, home? No, they have to come. So any controlled medicine. So chronic medicine we can, uh, prescription medicine we can, but anything controlled, so anything which is an addictive substance, and there's certain medicines we're not allowed to deliver directly to customers. Um, and the reason why is that we want to ensure that we're seeing the customer directly and we're seeing and we're checking the customer's Emirates ID or passport to make sure that medicine is handed over to the right person. But however, the biggest bulk of our online space is around the over-the-counter uh, drugs, so your Panadols, your Paracetamols, your uh, flu medicine, and around the whole health and wellness supplements. So hair care, beauty care, skin care, sports nutrition. That's predominantly where customers are interacting uh, with us. Now, historically, Asta's always had an online space where we deliver after one to two business days from a central warehouse. And we realized that, that nowadays that doesn't work here in the region. Customers want convenience and customers want products as soon as possible. So around nine months ago, we launched our new app called MyAsta. And MyAsta has, has got a direct link to our pharmacies. And what it's allowed us to do is allowed us to showcase to customers the stock that's available at pharmacies which are near them and allow the uh, and allow them once they've purchased the goods for us to send a rider to the pharmacy pick the product and send it directly to the customer all within 90 minutes mm -hmm. so for a customer that's uh you know that's a huge thing for them um and in addition to that we've also been able to integrate with the hospitals and the clinics on the same app so we're offering teleconsultation um <coughs> sorry lab reports um physical bookings as well as our online store all within the same uh, myasta app is there like a central health file here for uh for people in the in the uae you can access and see okay that's your health history that's when you visited the clinic last that's you when you visited a doctor last this is your latest radio scans from from whatever so within if you've been if you're within the asta network yes we have records for patients which are now going to be available on the myasta app where you can see your whole medical history but it's not that's not a government uh file no, it's an asta file no it's an asta file yeah we don't have access uh to the government files um so but what another clinic let's say the 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 patient is now for whatever reason needs to go to a different clinic 
would this clinic have somehow access to this file? No, unfortunately not. We don't um, we don't have integrations with other clinics, um, and we don't share data between between clinics. But but saying that, that's definitely something that's on the roadmap for the DHA and MOH to create a centralized, um, unified health record on the blockchain um, across the UAE. So no matter where you go, doctors will be able to see your full medical history, as opposed to at the moment where it's completely isolated and completely siloed. Okay, I understand though there's like a, a real marketing team with all the other guests, I have discussed also loyalty uh, possibilities. Is there a loyalty view from a clinic or pharmacy perspective? Does it make sense to have like a you, you're telling you're telling me about the My Asta app? Yes. But do you run like push notifications? Get your I don't know flu medicine now <laughs> before it's sold out or newsletters about like the newest covid vaccines whatever stuff like this yeah so that's, i mean it's a great question um and it was actually um the topic of uh, my talk here at uh, seamless today was around loyalty so we have a great loyalty engine uh which is called asta secure and what it what it does at the moment it allows every dirham you spend in the pharmacy to be converted into points and then those points can be used against future transactions Uh, that you do. Um, and we use that to, like you said, push promotions, newsletters, awareness, um, and targeted ads based on the purchases and the items you've bought. Um, and now what we're doing is a phase two, we're extending that out to the rest of our network. So we're extending that out to our clinics and our hospitals. So you're able to accumulate points across the whole of the Asta network, right? And then use them wherever you want to. So you might want to accumulate points in the pharmacy and use them for a blood test in the clinic, right? Um, because whilst everyone is still insured, um, their level of insurance differs from person to person. So one person might not have dental coverage, for example. So, you know, teeth cleaning, a root canal might not be covered, right? Or opticals might not be covered for a, for a particular person. So that those services, they'd still have to pay cash for. They wouldn't be able to do it under insurance. Um, but by using the Asta network, they'd be able to accumulate points, whether they transacted online, whether they transacted in store or in the clinic or in the hospital and have a unified wallet for them to be able to spend anywhere across the network. So loyalty makes, uh, makes sense. But, Lo but do you, do you, do you see that, uh, when you increase your loyalty investments, that the churn rate drops, that people are less likely to go in a different clinic? Um, I, I don't think. Is there any vouchers, coupon codes, break your leg today, get the 50% discount? <laughs> no, so we don't, we don't do the, the voucher codes. What we do is we do very specific promotions in store, hmm. which drives, which, which drives loyalty. So, you know, you go to a store and you might have, and, and it's very similar to Tesco's in the UK, where you'll have one price for a product. But if you're a loyalty member, you have a different price for a product or you have a different offer for products, right? And it's free to join the loyalty program. So it encourages customers to join the loyalty program. So that helps us drive uh, demand onto the program. Um, and then it allows stickiness to the actual, um, to our brand. Because uh, in all seriousness, if you're buying flu medicine or Panadol or sports nutrition, these are products you can get anywhere. And especially medicine here in the UAE is regulated pricing. 
So the price you'll pay at Asta is the same price you'll pay at Supercare, Bencina, Tumbe, no matter where you go, you'll pay the same price because it's all government regulated. So how we differentiate customers and how we get them to come back to us is we can't just offer them a discount, but you know we can reward them for those purchases that they're making. Okay. What, what's the next big thing you're, you're working on? Because from many retailers we have spoken with, they are on a very, very bumpy ride or at least a very intense ride moving their business from the offline world in the online world. And it's just a question when it happens and not if it happens. Your business has like a very strong foundations in the offline world. And whenever you need like your, your leg repaired, you need to go to the clinic. So it's, it's never been done maybe by robots like in 100 years. But this, yeah. this question needs to be discussed like in 100 years then. So um, is it like a, do you feel that, you're working on a real transformation of the of the organization or is it just like um just like upgrades of the existing setups uh no i i think we're on a real digital transformation journey um across asta so and and this has been going on for the last three four years so this isn't something new this is something that we're actively working on so you know we we're working on things like revenue augmentation which is how we look at what patients are doing in certain hospitals and clinics and upselling them services. We're looking at things where you're doing in the pharmacy. So for example, if you're buying a certain set of products for us to recommend you a second second set of products. But what the really big and cool things that we're doing is, is now we're sort of bringing that network together. So we're saying that, okay, a diabetic patient who's a diabetic and who's diagnosed in a clinic, let's complement them with products to support them on that diabetic journey and promote the pharmacy. Similarly, a, cust or, uh, a customer who's coming to a pharmacy and buying baby milk powder and baby formula, let's provide them with you know, offers and services around childcare services, health, checkup, health checkups for children, vaccinations that are needed for children, because we know they're going to be interested in that. So you know, cross-business collaboration and cross-business promotion, I think is a real big thing. And it's and it all goes down to using data and AI, right? And I know that AI is the, the overused word of the month where everyone is talking about AI and chat GPT and everything. But uh, so for us, less AI, more machine learning, but really taking that data, bringing it into a data lake, which is something that we're building at the moment, unifying the patient into a unified patient ID and then promoting them services and products that are really suited to what they are interested in. Mm. Okay, then maybe it's the last part of the podcast. Let's go, in, let's go back to your initial statement where you said, okay, you have some of the pharmacies are located with clinics, so fairly traditional like pharmaceutical business. The standalone pharmacies, you're kind of rebuilding into i don't know one it's not a wellness center but you know it's like add-on uh helping people to eat better yeah. to make sports better to prevent becoming ill can you elaborate a bit on this like this strategy so how how far can it go if it's so because it's not going to be like a fitness center like in five years no it, it, it's not going to be like a fitness center and i think historically one of the problems we've always had is that asta is very much seen as a medical company so we're always seen as a medical company you know you go there for your medicines you don't know you go there for your health and wellness products so question is how can we entice the customers so there's a couple of things that we're doing um the first thing that we're doing is that we're upgrading a lot of our stores from a look and a feel perspective putting more prominence on 
beauty care, skin care, having derma centers in stores, having promoters in stores to advise customers on what the best treatment is for your hair care, your skin care, or your beauty. So that's the first thing. And, and again, and, and again, ultimately helping them with that with that wellness side of it. The second thing we're doing is that we recognize that maybe Asta as a brand, you know, doesn't sort of scream, it screams medical because, you know, Asta is a, a very medical company. So we've entered in a partnership and I'm, I, luckily I can talk about this now uh, because we're about to launch in a few weeks time is that we've entered into a JV with Spinney's and we're launching a new pharmacy concept called Zest Pharmacy. And this is going to be really an upper class level pharmacy health and wellness experience, completely different name to Asta, um, but it's going to be present as a shopping shop or a standalone shop alongside all the Spinney stores in the UAE and Oman. So uh, how many Spinney stores are there? I think there's around 50 or 60 Spinney stores. Most likely located in the mall. Um, more likely actually located in community centers. Oh. So they're malls, but they're very, they're like mini malls almost. Um, so predominantly we're going to be going into there with them, uh, opening our first one in Abu Dhabi in a few weeks time. Um, and we've just launched our Instagram pages and everything to announce it, which is, which is really cool. Um, but very new concept, you know, stunning finishes, you know, health advisors to advise you on what are the correct products you need to take. If I remember correct, Frank, from your initial statement, you also said like you're moving now also in K in KSA uh, as, yes. an as an expansion strategy. Um, as we have many listeners that are not so familiar with the region and the momentum of the region um, from a pharmacy perspective. So what, what kind of potential are you seeing there? Because I believe there must be pharmacies in KSA already. But what do you see there like from a business uh, potential? Why moving now? What's, what's in it for you? So I think, you know, everyone talks about... Um, you know, KSA is the next, or Saudi Arabia is the next big market because it's huge, right? And it has a very, unlike the UAE, it has a more diverse range of um, people sectors. So you have your very low income right the way up to your high income and everything in between. So it's very much across the board an equal split of people. Um, and I think for us, Saudi's a really big market. I mean, geographically and physically, it's a very big market. It's dominated currently by two players, Al-Nahdi and Al-Dawa, who've got thousands of pharmacies uh, between them. But I think now, the two things, now the time is right with you know, Saudi Arabia's Vision 2030, um, the ability for foreigners to come in and open businesses um, that are owned in Saudi Arabia. Okay, that, that wasn't the case a couple of years ago. That so you just can start it now. Exactly, yeah. So that wasn't the case a few years ago. Um, and also, you know, because KS is a very different market, um, and whilst we're pharmacy experts and we know how to run pharmacies, one of the things is that we wanted to make sure we partnered with the right partner. So we partnered with the al Hokair group in Saudi Arabia as a JV with them. So they're going to be supporting us and working with us on our expansion plans into Saudi Arabia. And we've got big plans, you know, to really ramp up the business over the course of the next few years. Nice, nice. So you're going to be at the Seamless Conference in Riyadh? Uh, I, I should be, yes. I'm, I'm planning to be there. To yeah, definitely, definitely uh, want to have an up update. And we, we obviously have a dinner with like uh, former and future Commerce Talks. Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, I guess. Really cool. Thank you for for your time. Uh, very interesting. Uh, huge difference to the European uh, market. Um, 
it's, it's even better to be ill here in Dubai. That's like a, <laughs> a, a takeaway. Service quality must be uh, must uh, must be must be much better. And looking forward to your future journey. Thank you Thank so you. much. 